My beloved in Jesus Christ, our Lord, what a magnificent mountains. I don't know how anything more can be said that hasn't been said in that beautiful service. We learn so much about why we are here today. Magnificent. When I was, oh, let's see, it must have been 10 years, no, about 12 years ago. I was, had been up in the mountains camping, maybe it was longer than that, it had been longer than that. And there was in the early June or July, and the wind was blowing. And when I'm up in the trees, the allergies really hit me. So we got home, and it was just plaguing me. And I had a coughing attack, a spasm. And it was so bad that I couldn't breathe. And Pondy Kelly was just banging me on the back. And it got to the point where I could not breathe at all. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. The horror that ran through my mind at that moment, I couldn't grasp for air. At the same time, I kind of knew what was happening and that eventually if I pass out, uh, I'm, the muscles will relax and then I will start to breathe. But in that moment, that feeling of suffocation was horrifying, psychologically, not just physically. And that was the thing about the cross. Nailed to the cross or tied to the cross is not what killed you. The Phoenicians developed this, and then the Romans perfected it. It was slow death by suffocation, slowly suffocating, like waterboarding in a way, where you can't get your breath, just barely enough to stay alive, but psychologically agonizing. And so Jesus, or all of them, they would have their arms up above stretched out, so they'd have to pull themselves up to get a breath of air. And then when they would fatigue, they, their arms would drop back, and slowly fluid developed in the lungs. And the Romans added a little footstool to make it last a little bit longer. And so after a day or two or three, you start to wear out. Your legs are starting to get weak, and it's a grasp for air, and you have this feeling of suffocation that's going on and on and on and on and on, and it doesn't seem to end. So the way they killed them, of course, that they wanted to end it for them, is as we heard with the, the, uh, the thieves today, they broke the legs so they could no longer pull them up, and the suffocation occurred quicker. This cross, this horrible instrument of torture and death, was the means by which God chose to bring about our salvation. God, who does everything perfect, chose this means and that time period so that this means could be used for our salvation. This cross, this horrible instrument of torture, is the sign of God's love for us. It wasn't enough that He just would send His Son and be incarnate and have Him walk among us. He wanted to be in union with us. And God, who does everything perfect, chose this instrument as the only means that could be done and used, or he would have done something else, to bring about the perfection he wanted. And so he sent his son, not just lowered himself and, you know, took on the form of a slave, you know, clay, but allowed him to be scourged, allowed him to be whipped, ridiculed, and then put to death by this horrible way. But as I said yesterday, it was through this cross that, our, that God nailed, our Lord nailed, 
all that was alien to our nature, right? That, like I said, corruption, sin, and then death. But yet, this is such a contradiction because it's our sign of hope. It's our entrance into salvation. When I was in the seminary, my first couple weeks, I was going through, trying to get myself set up in my room. Pawnee Kelly had left, and we had a few orientation classes. Then we had to go to pilgrimage in Uniontown. And it always happens to me, when I go through a great change in life, I have this, this few hours of disorientation. Almost everything's surreal. Well, it happened one, the first night there. It was hot, muggy in Pittsburgh in Uniontown. It was dark. I was tired. And we still had one more Compline service to go to before we could go to the rectory in the town that we were staying at and go to bed. And I had that. And I remember looking up, and in Uniontown, from where we are, Mount St. Macrina, that holy ground, over in the distance, up on a hill, there's this giant cross lit up in light. Magnificent thing. It had to be huge because it was huge just when you're looking at it, yet it was miles away. And I remember what peace that brought me. Because that is a sign of hope. It was a sign of fidelity of God's love. It's a sign of a steadfastness to me. The mystery, the power of this symbol of the cross, the reality that he really ascended on it, is the fact the way we adore it, the way we cling to it, I mean, it wouldn't happen if we don't do that to, to rings or, or balls or anything else. But boy, the cross, that instrument of torture, has become such a sign of hope. We put it around our necks. People have little crosses in their pockets or maybe on their, their chutki or their, their rosaries. They're clinging to it. Such comfort, just squeezing it, kissing it. Because it's a participation in the cross that Christ had that he hung upon. So whenever we cling to this cross, whenever we give it glory and we incense it, we raise it high above us, we're expressing our love for God for giving us such a great gift of love to us, his son. The cross truly is that sign of contradiction, isn't it? On one side is crucifixion, but on the other side it's resurrection. So we adorn our homes, we put them around our necks, we raise them high in the air, we process with them, because we know what it brought about. And if it would not have been God, we would not be so caught up in the glory of the cross for so long. It would have faded like the rabbit's foot, but it has not, and the cross has grown stronger. And it shined in the, shone in the sky, as we heard in the Synaxarian reading. And many other miracles have brought about by the cross. So this day is a day that we celebrate and give glory to God for that cross. And ultimately, for that love. The best way that summed it up is that beautiful hymn of light that we sang today. The cross is the guardian of the universe. The cross is the beauty of the church. It is the power of kings, and it sustains the strength of our faith. It is the glory of the angels, 
and the slayer of the demons. The cross is our hope. The cross brings about our life. And it is certainly our entrance into the heavenly kingdom.